0: Welcome back to the Prospect League Podcast. This is your host, Ryan, and today we are talking to Stephen Larkin. He was a hitting coach for the West Virginia Miners and the Chillicothe Paints. Currently, he's the Cape Catfish Manager. He was Manager of the Year in 2019. Thank you for coming on, uh, Stephen. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I, I appreciate it. I think this is our first time that we've uh, interviewed a manager um, other than Parker Lynn of the Johnstown Mill Rats last time. Uh, you have some MLB experience to to bring to your coaching background here. First off, how did you transition from being a player into a coach and then a manager?
1: Um, no, it's not very really difficult. You know, after a while, once you get out there and um, you're kind of looking forward to the end of the game more than the game itself, and then some of these young pups come out there and they're hitting balls into the parking lot during batting practice, and uh, once you see that happening and say, oh man, I can't do that anymore, then, then you know it's about time to start coaching.
0: What's your favorite part of being a manager or a coach? Uh, i know i i have the, i have no no coaching experience no manager experience. I did play a little ba- bit of baseball. I was no good at all uh which is kind of funny <laughs> um but yeah is there, is there a favorite part that you have uh being a manager or a coach uh you know
1: just just being around the guys and being around the game you know you know you want to stay in the game as long as you can as long as possible you know still able to put that uniform on and um and you know you just go out there and get your work in before the games, you know, with the guys taking, you know, batting practice and, you know, get their ground balls and get their work in. And you're basically one of them. The way I see it, I'm one of them until they say play ball. And I run a lineup out there and then it's, it's just time for them guys to go out and have fun and, uh, and um, perform and play the game.
0: How did you transition into being a coach? What was your first experience?
1: Um, actually, I coached at uh, my high school back in Cincinnati um, actually, I coached football and baseball back at Moeller High School in Cincy. And, um, you know, once I got done playing, I, I knew I w- wanted to stay around the game as long as possible, like I said, and have an, an opportunity to coach some baseball, some high school baseball. And then I got a call from uh, from the West Virginia Miners. And, um, you know, they said, hey, you know, we need a hitting coach. Do you want to come coach? And it's just an opportunity to, uh, to, you know, to share and pass along what was taught to me coming up.
0: Right. Now, is there a difference in being a coach, a manager, and a player? Now, of course, there's going to be a difference between being a player and a, and a manager. However, is there anything uh, maybe strategically that's different between a coach and a manager?
1: Um, You know, I'm a little more hands-on. As a, as a hitting coach, you're a little more hands-on with your players, you know, getting in the cage and sweating with them and all that. And as a manager, kind of got to do a little more paperwork and do interviews and, uh, you know, deal with umpires and stuff like that. You know, but you know, it's just it's just something that you gotta keep you know, you just gotta keep it managed. You know, a little bit of both. I like to get in there with them in the cage, I like to get in there with them, you know, during batting practice, but also I gotta do the paperwork part and uh, you know, I just have
0: fun with Now being a manager, what's your main priority for your players? Is it you know, is it strictly win the game or is it, are you teaching the players? Uh, certain things so that they can move on to the next step in professional baseball?
1: Oh, well, you know, I I want these guys to go back to school healthy, first of all, and uh, you know, just go back to school with, uh, with something that they've learned from myself and our coaching staff here uh, and and pass it along. You know, I've been around some pretty good baseball players growing up and uh, I, I was taught the game, you know, the right way to play the game. And the beauty of our sport is you just get to pass it along. So get these guys the right information, you know, show them how, what it's like to be a professional. And, uh, you know, I want these guys to get paid to play, ultimately, to get paid to play this game and uh, just pass it along and then win some ball games along the way. That always helps.
0: With the Prospect League, I mentioned this to Johnstown last week. I've done some research. And so I've looked at pretty much every roster starting, you know, about 10 years ago, and I kind of go through each one of them and I look at the draft results and if, if any of the guys have been drafted now, for my re- my research, I've noticed about three players from every single team who plays in the prospect league every single year gets drafted, at least drafted. That's a pretty high number. Is mm-hmm. there any guys that you've caught coach that have uh, moved on to that next step, have been drafted, or are currently playing or have played?
1: Um, there's a couple guys from uh, the West Virginia team that uh are they are not playing. Actually, one guy is playing um over in France right now. He's playing professional. So you know. The way I see it, man, if you get paid to play this game, you know, baseball is, is, an, is an international worldwide game. So if, if, if you get a chance to get paid to play, and, somebody, and you get to see the world also, and I, I kind of, that's my goal to get these guys. You know, ultimately your goal is to play in the big leagues. And very few of us get there. But, you know, guys have the talent and they get an opportunity to get there. I, I'm hoping to be, you know, a part of that and to help these guys get to their ultimate goal.
0: I think a lot of people forget that there's baseball overseas that is professional as well. I'm big into the Japanese baseball, so I like to track the guys, especially when they come over here. So the guys like Hideo Nomo or Yu Darvish or guys like that. I love that uh, that aspect of the game that you can have guys in other countries who, you know, eventually come over or our guys go over there at the end of their careers. There's a ton of guys who go to mm-hmm. Japan or China or uh, Taiwan or even, you know, France, the Ukraine, places like that that people just don't really, you know, really realize that uh, these places are professional ball too. You're getting paid to go over there, and um, I, just, I sure. think, think it's a really neat thing. And I, I think you have some experience of uh, being international as well, correct?
1: Right. Yep. I played in a, I played over in Italy a couple summers, and I've worked for uh, with MLB International working on uh, baseball camps, Major League Baseball International. You know, been to Germany, been to Brazil, been to. Uh, like I said, Italy, and like I said, man, it, it's a it's a worldwide game. It's the same game wherever you go, and you know, people get these opportunities, and I just want them to take advantage of every opportunity they can to put on the uniform.
0: Is there any uh, any uh, uh, not say hardships, but was there was there anything to get used to being overseas? Do you have a translator with you? Uh, you know, things like that.
1: But, you know, it, it kind of depends on where you go. The language is uh, is is definitely a. Uh, something that you got to work, work out wherever you're going. And, you know, you'll have interpreters there and, you know, different, different kind of money and different, you know, different foods and different people and different cultures. And, you know, it's, it's just a chance to go see the world and especially if they're going to pay you to do it. Rick, you know, so that, that's a great opportunity to take advantage of. Yes, yeah, for sure.
0: Right. I'm a cultural anthropologist. So I always love, uh, you know, that aspect yeah. of baseball where you can have guys from other countries coming in, you can have guys on, Several different countries coming in, I think Cape we have a guy that's uh, from the Bahamas uh, in uh, Ellison Hanna, yeah. right
1: yep, Ellison Hanna. he's from the Bahamas, uh, goes to Indiana State. I actually worked a major league uh, baseball camp years ago, and Ellison was in it when he was sixteen years old, so I've known Ellison a long time wow that's, that's so right. he should uh, yeah that's awesome, so he he should be rolling into Cape here in the next couple of days, as a matter of fact so.
0: Right. We had a lot of players that were still in that college, uh, world series tournament. I believe the, um, the teams get cut down from 64 to 16. Uh, so that should bring a lot of guys back to our prospect league teams. If you notice with the, uh, the scoring here lately, it's been all over the place because we have a lot of temp players that are playing. I don't know if a lot of people who are listening to that realize that. So we should start to get back to normal, uh, scores and normal teams. Is there, a, is there a, uh, was it kind of hard getting used to the temp players or is it just part of it, you know?
1: You know, it's, it's part of it. And it, even though it was an adjustment, you know, we had some younger guys out here and, um, you know, we kind they, they, they kind of had their, uh, had to take their lumps a little bit. You know, some, some young guys that were just graduating high school and they're pitching against guys that are in college. And, uh, you know, it was, it was youngsters kind of pitching against grown-ups a little bit. But, you know, they got, to, they got to see the game. It's a different speed a little bit as guys get older. And, uh, you know, they just learned from it. You know, they came and helped us out, uh, had a great opportunity to come out and, and show what they've got and, and keep in touch with us and definitely uh, moving forward towards the future will be a better for the prospect league.
0: That's That would be an amazing experience for these young guys to get to be able to do that in the first place, not even being in college yet, most of them, you know, right out of high school. Um, now, with the prospect league, a lot of people don't realize that pretty much every year we have turnover, especially with the, you know, since it's a college league. A lot of your teams are not going to be the same as they were last year. Say, for example, Cape, I think uh, two of the guys, uh, Ellison Hanna and Andrew Stone are two top players. Uh, they're coming back, right. which is kind of, kind of a good thing for Cape because a lot of teams, you don't have that. Is that. Uh, do, you, do you look at each year as like a fresh new year or, or instead of building on top of year after year, kind of like any other um, league? Is it kind of difficult to do that? What or is it uh, just, you know, you just do it?
1: Yeah, you just got to do it, man. You know, you know, we, we kind of, that first year, uh, a couple of summers ago, we kind of built a, uh, a culture that we want to build upon. And it's definitely good that we have some guys, you know, maybe four guys that came back from that 2019 season. And, uh, they can just, you know, share with these new guys coming in, uh, you know, the, ba- the, the brand of baseball that we're going to play and, you know, the we're going to play the game right, you know, hustling and all that good stuff. And, um, it's just, it, you know, I hate to harp on it, but it's just an opportunity to see some new guys and uh, learn the game and, and get the correct info and go out there and have some fun.
0: Now I know since 2019 we've had the the, the whole COVID uh, fiasco. Uh, how is <laughs> no, that, how is yeah. ha- No, you're fine. How has that made it? Uh, is it I mean, it's obviously it's different than what it was in 2019. Uh, how is Cape handling that situation? Uh, you know, are you having to do certain things that you weren't doing in 2019? Uh, you know, when it comes to coaching and managing, or are you just, uh... Uh, no. you go ahead.
1: No, it's not really different. You know, we're going to definitely, uh, whatever we got to do to keep the players safe first and foremost, and uh, you know, follow whatever protocols we need to follow, going to the different stadiums and different States, but keeping the players safe and then, uh, then give them a chance to get out and compete definitely. But you know, it hasn't really been that much different. We really haven't had to, change things you know we're just going about it the way we do just as professionals every day Uh, stay safe get out there and play hard and get after it
0: fortunately Cape Girardeau Southern Missouri in particular has uh has not had it as hard as other places that you know that uh we might see from other teams and I think that's a that's a great thing for Cape it's a great thing for Cape just because it makes it a little bit easier uh on the team on the players a lot of people don't realize that you guys are on a bus traveling pretty much every single day, mm-hmm. hours and hours and pretty hours. Pretty much, that's right? So you're in different places yep. on buses with how many different guys? Thirty, forty guys with you. It's a it's a big. Oh, uh, right. Right
1: now we've got right now we've uh twenty five something like that. So yeah, man, you're at, you're on a bus every day. You're in a different clubhouse in a different city, and it's just the life. It's the life of a baseball player, man.
0: Right, in which I would have no experience in that, and most people listening to this probably don't either. So mm. it's hard for us to comprehend uh, things like that. Um, now, if, if, if we want to talk about your experience in the major leagues, uh, you had an incredible feat that happened while you were on the field. Uh, for those who have never heard, uh, Steven was on the field with his brother Barry Larkin and Brett Boone and Aaron Boone. Now, this marked the only time in major league history where two sets of siblings were on the field at the exact same time. And did this happen on your debut, as I understand?
1: Yes, one game in the big leagues, actually. And, uh, yeah, I played first base, and uh, Brett Boone was at second base. Uh, Brother Barry was at short. And uh, Aaron Boone, now the manager of the Yankees, was the third baseman. So it was uh, definitely an awesome game, and we won.
0: Right, right. So it was the
1: last game of the season. Yep, yeah. yep. So that was awesome, man. That yeah. was an awesome day.
0: And if those would like to look at it on YouTube, your your hit in the major leagues is there on MLB.com's uh, YouTube as a blooper right over yeah, first yeah, base. I won one for three. Yeah, a blooper yeah. right over first base and uh, perfect hit, and a, you know I don't think it could have gone any better for a debut.
1: That's right. I got that ball. It's at, it's at my mom's house right now. My mama got that ball, so uh, that was just that was the best feeling right there to look up and see my folks, uh, you know, smiling and and it was a lot of fun.
0: Was it there in Cincinnati?
1: Yes, it was in Cincinnati.
0: So it was a hometown game, basically. Yeah. For you, because you yep. guys are from uh, Ohio, correct?
1: Yes, we're from Cincinnati, born and raised.
0: So what, what an amazing thing. Uh, you know, again, I don't think you could have got a better uh, debut. You're getting a hit, you're in your hometown, you got your family there. That's an amazing thing.
1: Oh, yeah, it was it was awesome, man. It was a great day.
0: Now, for those interested, I do bring up collecting every once in a while on these podcasts, uh, Stephen's rookie card is a 1994 Tops traded, and he does share that card with Jason Schmidt, which is a three-time All-Star uh, for those interested. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, Oh you? Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember
0: that. The little Tops the, uh, old school baseball card, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, baseball card. But... You were pictured with uh, Texas at the time uh, since you were drafted by Texas.
1: Yes, drafted by the Rangers. Um, I got dra- drafted by the Rangers in 94. I got traded to the Reds. Traded to the Orioles, traded back to the Reds, uh, played a little independent ball. So I, I've been around. I've been around baseball a little bit.
0: Right. What makes what makes you a great manager just because you do have the experience to teach these kids, not necessarily kids, but teach the guys what to expect for that next step. And uh, you know, not every team can say that, to be honest.
1: Yeah, you know, I just tell them, I, I told them on on day one, you, you guys are professional baseball players this summer. So, you know, just come out and handle your business as professionals. And, you know, if, if you plan on getting paid for for this, this is what you're going to do day in and day out, every day. You know, you just got to come and, get, and give us 100% of what you've got that day. And the beauty of, the, of our sport is you get to do it again tomorrow.
0: Now, we went over this uh, that you're the manager for Cape Catfish, and we're coming off that 2019 uh, – uh, they lost in the championships. However, uh, they were the division champions, I believe, right?
1: Right, right. Won our division and uh, played against Chillicothe, and we're one game away.
0: Right, and now uh, we're looking. We're looking to expand that on the 2021 season to, to take over the entire championships. Correct.
1: Hey, I'm telling you, man, we're going to come out to compete every day, and uh, coming. You know, it was a great season. I was so proud of the players. Uh, they they just came out and gave it gave it all they they could give us. You know, sadly, we were one game short, but it's always tough to to be so close. And now we're just coming out and going to compete every day to get back to it.
0: I might be a little biased because I'm just south of Cape Girardeau, but I I do want to wish you the the greatest of luck this season and uh, keep up the great work there with Cape Girardeau.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks a lot, man.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. All
1: All right, bud.